the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. All right. Well, buckle up, America. Wow, we've got so much to get through today, and it's, it is jam-packed. Uh, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Hope you have put some Red Bull on the Fruit Loops today, folks, because you're going to need it. Uh, we've been going through, over the past 24 hours, we've been going through this omnibus bill, this spending bill, and it is outrageous. And ladies and gentlemen, you have a right to be angry with the Republican Party. Yesterday, 21 Senate Republicans, and we name them all, at toddsterns.com. You can see the list, and I would encourage you to share that list with people. But 21 Republicans joined Democrats to advance the bill. Now, we need the Republicans to stay firm on this, and so we need you to spend the next 24 hours contacting your elected members of Congress in the House and the Senate and tell them that you don't want them to vote for this massive spending bill. By the way, over 4,000 pages long. No one had a chance to read it. It got dropped in the middle of the night. And a lot of people are enraged on Capitol Hill over this, and they're upset because Senate Republicans are screwing over House Republicans. And I'm going to explain all of this to you, and I have a theory as to what Mitch McConnell is really up to. But we've been able to peruse some of the, the this massive spending bill, and it's it's unreal what we the people are being forced to to pay for. And I want to go through some of this. Um, there's a lot of money over eleven million dollars that we know of so far, over eleven million dollars for LGBT related programs. We're talking about museums in New York City. We're talking about $1.2 million for gay pride centers. They're also spending um, upwards of $750,000 for a community center for gender expansive people of color. I think that means obese. I'm not sure. But we, we're, we're trying to get clarification on that. But anyway, a community space for overweight uh, gender, uh, <laughs> I didn't, are they gender neutral? I don't know. We don't know. But they're fat. Um, in New York City, a million or three million dollars 
for the American LGBTQ Plus Museum. There's also a million bucks for a workforce program for transgender and gender nonconforming intersex immigrant women. Seems to me that would not be that many people, but who knows? We don't know what's coming across that border. Also, uh, $750,000 for gender nonconforming housing in Albany, New York. So listen up. All you straight homeless people there in Albany, New York, you're going to have to make do with your refrigerator box. So you're not going to be able to get homeless uh, coverage there. And we've got the list on ToddStarns.com of the profane and perverse programs that your tax dollars are going to be funding. Every Republican who voted for this nonsense, they support this nonsense. But it goes far beyond that. We understand there is money for a Michelle Obama hiking trail in Georgia. We also understand that there is $65 million for a program to encourage salmon procreation. In other words, we're spending $65 million to teach salmon how to have sex. It seems to me the salmon pretty much know how to do that. That comes naturally to the salmon. So I'm not sure why we need $65 million of our tax money going to teach salmon how to procreate. But again, the Republicans voted for this. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off the names of these traitors, these Senate Republicans, and honestly, they ought to be kicked out of office. These people ought to be thrown out of office. What they have done is absolutely shameful, and there's no excuse for it, none whatsoever. Senator Rand Paul is among those outraged. We're going to get to his comments in in just a moment. But again, uh, going over some of the names here, you've got Blunt, Bozeman, Capito, Collins, Corn and Cotton. So, by the way, Senator Tom Cotton, can I tell you what? This guy right here, he says he's a conservative. He's not. He's a rhino. You can't trust him. The man is not trustworthy. And it's really sad to say that about a fellow Republican, but this guy is not trustworthy. You've got uh, Senator Grassley, uh, Lindsey Graham, another one. You've got all you folks in Mississippi, both your senators voted for this nonsense. Hyde Smith and Wicker. Mitch McConnell, Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney, Senator Rounds, Rubio, Shelby, Thune, even Tuberville. Well, you can't trust Tuberville. You know, he used to coach down at, well, I don't want to get into the SEC situation, but you you never can really trust those guys. So these people, you need to be bombarding them. I don't even care. You may not even live in Alabama. It doesn't matter. You call them. And we need to be demanding answers here. We need to be demanding to know why they betrayed the voters. And we also have to hope and pray that at the end of the day, somebody's going to come to their senses and the Democrats are not going to get the 10 Republican votes they need in the Senate to pass this. Are you angry, ladies and gentlemen? Are you frustrated? Are you disappointed? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I want you to call 
and then I want you to I want you to call us back and let us know what they had to say. We had a sweet lady call in from Arkansas yesterday. She said she reached out to Bozeman's office, and the person who answered the phone said, "Well, we really haven't decided what we're going to do yet." No, they had already decided. They knew. They lied to that sweet church-going lady. Anyway, Rand Paul is livid. Cut number five. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation, Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no. Well, good for you, Senator Paul, and uh, good for all the other senators, Republican senators, that are standing up to this, including uh, Haggerty and Blackburn. Those are the two senators in Tennessee. But this is a tragedy. And I have a theory about why Mitch McConnell is doing this, but I'm curious to know from you, why do you think McConnell is screwing the House Republicans here? What do you think is really going on? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to be taking your calls. Also, uh, be sure to check out our stories. We name and shame the Republicans on the website. We also have a couple of stories about the actual uh, squandering of our tax dollars as well. Uh, you got to check all of that out over at ToddStarns.com. 
I want to thank our friends at Epoch TV for sponsoring this show. Epoch TV is a censorship-free video platform with original news programs like Crossroads, The Larry Elder Show, Facts Matter, American Thought Leaders, and documentaries investigating critical issues that aren't covered anywhere else. So why do I trust the Epoch Times? Well, first of all, they're unbiased, they're truthful, and they're resilient. Despite the attacks from many sides, defamation from other media Thugs burning printing presses, assaulting their journalists. The Epoch Times continues to dedicate themselves to reporting the truth. And by the way, we've got a special offer just for our viewers. Sign up, start watching today. No credit card required, no strings attached. If you decide to subscribe within 14 days, get this. It's just $1 for two months. So go to this website, watchepoch.com slash Todd and subscribe. That's watch. E-P-O-C-H dot com slash Todd. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes radio program. So happy to have you with us uh, today um, as uh, we uh, get get ready for the Christmas uh, Christmas weekend. A lot going on between now and then, though. And uh, right now, I'm telling you about the Grinch, the Grinch who is stealing your tax dollars. It's nonsense. It's outrageous. And we need to be fighting mad about this. I'm telling you, folks, the, the Republicans not getting a single penny from me ever again, period. That's it. I'm done. I've learned my lesson. And it's it's sad to say that it's come to this, but these people are they, they they're evil and you hate to call people including your fellow republicans evil but people like mitch mcconnell they're not in it for the people they're in it for their bank accounts they're in it for the power and i want to explain to you this is this is my working theory of what's really going on here because it makes absolutely no sense why the senate republicans would not hold off let the government shut down let the new Republican uh, majority take control in the House of Representatives so we can get this spending under control. Are you telling me that Mitch McConnell actually supports spending $65 million to help salmon have sex? Are you telling me that Mitch McConnell supports the LGBT movement and wants to give them $11 million to create a museum that's got Lord knows what in it? Are you telling me that's what McConnell wants? I don't think it is. I think there's something else going on here. I want to play cut number one. This is Senator Mike Lee from Utah. The bill's 4,155 pages long. We got it a few hours ago. Yeah, read, so, read the bill. So, so I, I, I find it offensive when colleagues suggest they deliberately contrive this shutdown threat. They are extorting us and the American people using the American people and, and the legitimate fears they have as bait. And then they drop it on us at the last possible moment when they could plausibly do it. And then within hours, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are, are you finished? Are you ready to give us consent? That is, that is the height of presumptuousness. This really is, this is legislative barbarism. This is extortion and, it, and it's wrong. So it's, uh, I'm sorry, that is way too soon to be asking us how quickly we're going to jump to expedite their process from which they excluded every single one of us and 330 million Americans. Okay. That's wrong. So let me explain what's going on here. 
it's all about Donald Trump. And, and you have to remember, anytime Mitch McConnell sides with the Democrats, this is about sticking it to Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell knows that the more Republicans win races, the more attractive he becomes as a presidential contender in 2024. And Mitch McConnell knew that going into the midterm elections. Mitch McConnell had a plan in place to make sure that the Republicans would lose. Because again, if the Republicans lost in the midterms, the argument could be made that it was because of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's policies, Donald Trump's behavior, and therefore it would prevent him from having a successful run at the presidency. Now, that's the working theory here. So what did McConnell do? Well, McConnell sabotaged the midterm elections. And it worked on the Senate side, but it did not work on the House side. And the House Republicans were able to eke out a very slim win, a slim majority. They were able to do that. So McConnell had a dilemma because he was his plan was for the Democrats to maintain control of the House and the Senate. That was his plan. But it didn't work. So he had plan B. And what was plan B? Plan B was to take the one thing that the Republicans in the House absolutely needed, and he needed to take that away from them. And that was the power of the purse. And that's why I believe Mitch McConnell is siding with the Democrats and shoving through this massive omnibus. And in doing so, he neuters the House of Representatives, and he basically destroys any chance of the Republicans getting control of this spending. The point of all of this is to destroy Trump and the America First movement. That's what's really going on here. And these establishment Republicans, and when you look down that list, I wouldn't trust a single one of them. Marco Rubio's on that list. Shame on you, sir. Lindsey Graham, we know he's wishy-washy. In the closet one day, out of the closet the next. The political closet, that is. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Here's Mitch McConnell, cut number four. So, admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. And what were those priorities? McConnell goes on to say that Ukraine is the number one priority. Cut number nine. Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Do you really believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Mitch McConnell just said the Republican Party's number one priority is not you. It's not what's happening in this nation. It's not our open border. It's not out-of-control inflation. That's not the problem. 
the problem, he says, and the, the greatest priority is Ukraine. Do you believe that to be the case? Is that the is that your top priority? What's happening in Ukraine? By the way, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine in Washington, going to address Congress tonight, meeting with Biden today. I'd like to know if we had to pay for the $40,000 his wife dropped on the Paris shopping spree. 844-747-8868. We're going to the phone lines coming up after this break. Again, our number is 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. I'm telling you, folks, light up those phones. That's what you got to do. And not just in not just in Washington, but call the district offices of your senators and your Congress peoples. And you let them know. Give them a piece of your mind. You need to be fired up about this. Those senators need to know that we are raging mad over what they have done here. And again, there's no reason for them to join the Democrats on this omnibus. None whatsoever. Well, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Let's start with Steve in Arkansas. Steve, what's on your mind? Uh, Listening to you talk about the spending and, and Republicans caving on spending and all this stuff, this is my opinion on on it, Todd. They aren't necessarily caving to the Democrats to spend money. They're caving to the only organization in this country that has the ability to print money. These Most of these Republicans will brag in their own states about how their state has a balanced budget. And we don't, we do this, we do that. Ask how many of them can balance their budget without some of that federal monopoly money that they're handing out out of Washington. There is no way you could expect people to be spend wisely if they've got the ability to print money. You could take your company, for example. If you had a money printing machine there in your company, and you could just print money when you wanted to, would you be that worried about your books and your budget and all that stuff? Steve, all I know is that we have got to stop this. And if these individuals, and and I'm sad to say that both of your senators 
are are on board with all of this nonsense, which again is is yet another reason. And Steve, we appreciate the call. Not sure what that noise is in the background there, but um, uh, but th- there this that's why people are so afraid of Kevin McCarthy because he is cut from the same cloth as Mitch McConnell, and I don't trust him one bit. Let's go to Suzanne in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Suzanne, are you fired up? I'm mad, Todd. I'm blistering mad. And I called McConnell's office, Cotton's office, Graham's office, and Grassley's office. And guess what, Todd? Nobody will answer the phone. Is that right? The phone just rang? The phone's just rang and ring and ring and ring. But at Cotton's office, I did get it came on and you could leave a message and you could leave your phone number for a call back. I left him a not kind message, Todd, and it takes a lot a whole lot to really get me riled up. But boy, this has, Todd. Suzanne, good for you. And normally, I don't, I, you know, I want people to be nice and polite, but no, no, no. We, this is Righteous Indignation Day here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. And I'm telling you, Suzanne, Tom Cotton is a weasel. He's a snake in the grass. And uh, right. the, the good people of Arkansas need to be aware of what that guy really is. Right. And of course, my two illustrious senators from Georgia they're going to trot right along behind Mitch, I mean, Schumer and say whatever he says to do. But I have called their offices too, and I plan to call them back and tell them they need to be senators for everybody in Georgia, just not the Democrats. The problem in America, Suzanne, as as I have been observing over the past, well, five or six years of the, of the, the Trump administration and post-Trump, I think the greater problem in this country is not the Democrat Party, it's the Republican Party, because you've got people inside the party fighting the conservatives. I mean, these people are pretty ruthless, and now they feel emboldened because they were able to stop the um, they were able to stop the the Republicans again, stop their own party from taking control of the of the Senate because they want to stick it to Trump. That's what this ultimately is all about. I agree with you 100%, and I will go now and wish you a Merry Christmas and stay warm out there because we are going to be beyond cold here oh, in it's, Georgia. Yeah, it's about, the bottom's about to drop out. Suzanne, Merry Christmas to you, too, and we can pray that all those senators get a big old lump of coal in their stockings this Christmas. Pretty pathetic. 844-747-8868. This story from the New York Post. And again, this just illustrates the issues we're dealing with. So a photograph was taken of Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo and Kelly Ann Conway leaving a Tony Italian diner on the Upper East Side. If you don't have $5 million in the bank, you're not going to be able to live on the Upper East Side. So we're talking about a very wealthy neighborhood. Uh, Cuomo and Kellyanne Conway having dinner together, and according to eyewitnesses, they were seen eating and drinking for hours. Now, Cuomo is single. Uh, She is not. She's married to George Conway, and he's one of those expansive individuals we were talking about earlier. No, he's just a well-rounded guy. Anyway, they're saying nothing romantic happened. This is Kellyanne Conway. She says that she's known the Cuomo family for decades. So they're just good friends. May I may I ask a question here? And I, I don't I don't mean this in a facetious way, 
But is it possible for a a dyed-in-the-wool Trump conservative to be friends with someone like Andrew Cuomo, who sent thousands of elderly people to their deaths during the pandemic? Is that even possible? You know, Hannity used to pal around with Al Sharpton back in the day, and I never could understand that. Al Sharpton, it was just a repulsive individual, and I, I just never could understand how a lot of the conservatives over at Fox News, after hours, when the cameras were turned off, they go out to the bars and hang out with these leftists from over at CNN. Never could understand that. Something just didn't feel right about that. Let's go to Kentucky. Uh, John, you got to feel so proud of your, uh, well, one of your senators, Rand Paul. Uh, at least he's standing up for the uh, the American taxpayers. Go fall backwards on your chair, and he does call back. Anyhow. Wow. God, I, I, um, I wanted to say something. I followed you from New York, okay? I, I, I've listened to your show from New York and here, okay? And despite the fact that they stabbed you in the back in, in at that other station you were able to handle with grace and christ and, and, and christian love i just wanted to say the greatest gift to your listeners is when you speak the truth you live by the principles and your gatekeeper there miss grace you both have displayed in my professional opinion and my personal opinion what it means to be a christian and jesus with skin on so todd from my family to yours and miss and miss grace i wanted to say the Lord continue to bless you and keep you and continue to speak the truth. And, Todd, you don't make people feel dumb unless they're a liberal, but you are you are a blessing to your listeners as well as Miss Grace. I just wanted to call and say that, Todd, I love you as a brother in Christ, though I've never met you, and I love you as a sister in Christ, Miss Grace. God bless you both, and may you have a, pros- a wonderful, loving Christmas and a prosperous new year. That's all I wanted to John, well, thank you so much for for those kind words, and and the feeling is incredibly mutual, and uh, I want to wish you and your family a a Merry Christmas as well. Look, we just just tell it the way uh, it is here on this program. Uh, You you may not agree with my opinion all the time, and I hope you don't. Otherwise, that makes for boring radio, but at least you know where I'm coming from, and you understand my my honesty and my authenticity. So we're not blowing smoke here. We're not trying to pretend to be anything other. Otherwise, I'd still be in New York City. I can't tell you how many people would come to me um, after I I told them what my plans were post-Fox, and they said, oh, well, you can't move back home to Memphis. You can't have a successful uh, media and broadcasting career in Memphis. You've got to stay in New York. You've, you've got to go to Los Angeles. Well, you know what? Um We've done pretty well since our post-Fox days. As a matter of fact, a lot of uh, Fox people, when they get the heave-ho, they call me to find out how we were able to survive and thrive. And the reason why, and I truly believe this, is we're just honest with folks. And again, you may not agree with me, but at least you know my opinion. All right, uh, let's go to Moorhead City, North Carolina. Paul on the line. Hey, Paul, I hear you're fired up. Yeah, Todd, good afternoon. Just kind of echoing some of your previous callers this afternoon. It's just really frustrating. I feel like we're devolving very quickly into a banana republic. We just don't have a representative government anymore. We must have like a Tom problem because, of course, one of my senators here in the great state of North Carolina is Tom Tillis. And Tom Tillis, just like Tom Cotton, 
he's not answering the phone. I call him up and say, have you read the bill? Do you know there's $50 billion plus or minus in the bill for Ukraine and nothing for the border wall? What the heck is going on? And these folks won't even answer the phone. I'm just very frustrated by it all. And I just don't feel like we're being adequately represented by our U.S. Uh, senators that once we thought um, they had our backs when we went and voted in the likes of Tom Cotton and Tom Tillis into office. And now they're, it just seems like they're, they're, they're becoming turncoats on us. And it is very frustrating, especially right before Christmas, to have this 4,000-page document um, just dropped on us and, and not even um, – not even debated in the halls of Congress, and here we are. And I'm Paul, frustrated. and how many times have we been down this road? I mean, the thing was due back in September, and it's it's not like this just caught them by by surprise. You mentioned the Border Patrol money. You know, it's interesting. There was a provision in there that they're getting money, but they're not allowed to use that money to do anything to protect the actual border. Uh, meanwhile, we're giving yeah, hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars to other countries to protect their borders. It's completely ironic, Todd. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, you and your listeners work extremely hard to make a living and to see our money. You know, God bless Ukraine and their defense against um, tyrannical Russia, but we need to defend our borders first. We need to take care of our home field before we take care of you know the away fields around the world. And it's just frustrating that we're not taking care of number one first, as we should be doing with our own homegrown tax dollars. It just it's it's a bitter pill to swallow. Paul, it's it really is, and I appreciate you calling in. And we're just folks, we're just going to have to keep fighting this every single day and voting these people out of office. Let me say this, um, and it's a horrible thing to say, but the, the the good people of the Carolinas and Arkansas, you would have been better off with with Democrats as your senators, because at least you know where they're coming from. At least they're going to be honest with you. You've got these Republican senators, and they're liars. They're people of no character. And that's a sorry thing to have to to say, but this is what we got. We voted for these people. We put our trust in these people. We gave them money, and they turned their backs on us, and it's shameful. And not only should you be calling their offices, you ought to be calling your local Republican offices, and you ought to be firing up the phones there. It's pretty shameful and cowardly that they're not even willing to pick up the phone and answer the phone and take a call from a a constituent. But this is where we are right now, and this this is who the Republican Party has become. They have the power to do the right thing, and we're going to have to shame them into doing the right thing. But even then, I don't know if that's going to work, but we're going to give it a try. We're going to go down fighting on this one, folks. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is excited to announce the original. My slippers are back in stock just in time for the holidays. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, and even wider sizes in all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet from all the running around this 
holiday. You can wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code STARNS. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 1-800-839-8506, promo code STARNS to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. There's an interesting comment from Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. He's uh, one of the rhinos uh, over there on Capitol Hill. And uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, has agreed with a group of conservative Republicans in the House that they will hold up any legislation that is proposed or introduced by any of the Senate Republicans, any of them. And Kramer, Senator Kramer, is saying, well, you know what? Um, This is why we need to spare them from having to govern. So Kramer is, in effect, admitting that they they are sticking the screws to the House Republicans here. They're trying to thwart any attempt by... House Republicans to get spending under control. And folks, we're just here trying to save the Republican Party from themselves. That's the whole point of this. It's an intervention. It's an on-air radio intervention. Let's go to Jerry in Iowa. Wants to weigh in on Kellyanne Cuomo and Hannity. All right, Jerry, I'm all ears. Uh, Bless you, Brother Todd, and Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, and, and that's not a trite phrase. Um, so Kellyanne Conway partying with Andrew Cuomo and Sean Hannity, nice to Al Sharpton. So we talked about civility. Well, back in the day, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, they used to go at it, but then they would have a drink at the end of the day and yuck it up like pals. But it wasn't a secret. So I, I myself struggle with this because I go out of my way to be kind to gays, liberals, and people, everyone I don't always agree with, and that includes family members. I have a little bit of a reputation about ragging on the national dad. <laughs> so how, how, how does, well, for example, like how does the U.S. treat prisoners of war? Well, you kill them on the battlefield, but then you give them food and, and medical attention in prison. So there is kind of a two-sided thing. Like how can you still function with the opposition? Uh, like, um, maybe, so maybe Kellyanne was, uh, gathering intel and, and Cuomo was doing the same on the other side. Um, or, or maybe, you know, the risk is that one side goes native. So I really do personally struggle with how do you, cause I, I will go have meals with people who I do not agree with. And, you know, if somebody takes a picture, it's like, Oh, Jerry's gone to the dark side. So it, it is a struggle, and um, but I'm kind of going to default on to civility. But it is a risk for sure. And Merry Christmas to you. God bless our, our nation, all of us. 
uh, and I, I just love your show. Well, Jerry, appreciate that. And and yeah, look, I get civility. And I said handy. I was it was uh, O'Reilly, um, Bill O'Reilly, and O'Reilly actually gave twenty five thousand dollars to Al Sharpton's charity. I wouldn't give a single penny to anything Al Sharpton is behind. Uh, this is a really bad guy who belongs in jail for the things that he has done and the the racial divide and this race agitating that he has he has uh, stoked across the country it's just uh, i don't get it but you know what to each his own and uh, bill o'reilly's got a lot of money and i guess he can give it to whoever he wants to give it to but this conway thing is really weird and and you wonder okay is there something else going on there? As far as I'm not talking about relation, you know, anything romantic. I'm talking about political. Can Trump can Trump really trust the people that he surrounded himself with? That's the the million dollar question here. And I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But clearly, he was betrayed by a lot of people that he brought into that into that White House. And personnel was the I would say the biggest problem that that trump had jerry gotta run merry christmas to you and a merry christmas to all of our great listeners wherever you might be across the nation hey real quick here coming up on a break want to remind you about our upcoming trip 2023 we're taking a hundred of our listeners on a first class trip to the holy land it's going to be a wonderful wonderful experience and we would love to uh to share information with you about that. And if you'd like information, give Grace a call, 844-747-8868. Again, that's 844-747-8868. And uh, we'll get all that uh, information to you. All right, folks, hang tight. Hour two coming up next. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right, Grace Baker, I, I know a lot of people are um, taking a moment to enjoy a delicious ham and cheese sandwich during their lunch hour. Or turkey. So, so I don't want to, eh, you know, turkey, maybe with some of those little, um, what do they call them, tumbleweeds, sprouts. Oh. You know, if you're going to be healthy. That's true. 
Uh, anyway, so I don't, I'll say, I don't want to upset people's lunch hour, but I was, I'm trying to help the, the nation and help Congress save at least $65 million here. And, uh, I was doing some, uh, Googling on how salmon reproduce. Oh, no. Lord, you know that's going to mess up my Instagram algorithm. Yeah, you're now. about to get some weird videos. I know. I know. But as near as I can tell, um, it does not cost $65 million to do what the fish do. I would think it costs zero dollars to do That's that. That's what I'm thinking. So anyway, uh, good luck to you. Welcome, everybody, to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. If you missed the first hour, um, we told you that $65 million was um, uh, was uh, earmarked for the procreation of salmon in the Pacific Northwest. Apparently, for whatever reason, the uh, guys and gals in the fish community are not getting along up there. And as a result, a little tiny baby salmon are not being born. So the government says, well, we're going to fix that problem, $65 million. want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, a good friend of this program. He is the host of the Jeff Katz Show on uh, WRVA in Richmond, Virginia, our good friend Jeff Katz. Jeff, how are you today? Well, I'm doing fine. And Todd, I... I hate to do this to you, but I, I have to stand up for the government investment in salmon dating. Um, it is very expensive to get those teeny tiny little wine glasses and the teeny tiny little candles to get the salmon together. So, so I understand it. I mean, really, why do you hate fish stars? I don't know. Maybe put a little bit of you know butter and dill behind the uh, gills, and um, mm. I don't know. It might be attractive to the other uh, <laughs> you know in the mating process. I don't know. <laughs> But they are cute, and man, are they tasty. Yeah, I'm not a big salmon guy unless they're, you know, deep-fried salmon patties. Um, That's how we normally take our salmon here in the southern states. (laughs) You deep-fry anything, and you got me there, brother. Jeff Katz, uh, before we jump into the big story of the day uh, that we brought you on for this, I want to get your reaction to this spending uh, bill, the omnibus. This is insane, sir, that the Republicans in the Senate would go along with this. Pure insanity. Pure unadulterated insanity. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, I never thought I'd say this, but Kevin McCarthy is right about this, and he's being tough on it, uh, and I think he's being honest about it. And those members of the U.S. Senate who were Republicans who went along with this, absolutely shameful. Uh, a, a waste of money, a squandering of money. You saw as Senator Rand Paul wheeled in this this fourth thousand plus page bill and uh, the senators had what uh, 18 20 hours to allegedly read through it come on it's four times the size of the bible it's outrageous i just say any any lawmaker who votes on legislation without reading it should immediately be expelled from the congress i'm just tired of it i'm just tired of it yeah now, as usual, Todd, you're, you're absolutely spot on. It is outrageous. It is insulting to every single one of us who pays these nitwit salaries up there. And, and it's, it's the, the salmon spawning and the, uh, what, the LGBTQIAMOUSE museum in, in this place and that. Listen. I can't afford to go to the grocery store or the gas station sometimes, right? They're real people with real issues, and we're just we're just printing money and and putting it any place that these senators want it. The Republicans should hang their heads in shame. It's it's just it's just nuts. And of course, don't forget the Michelle Obama walking trail in Georgia. 
Um, what is that? Three million dollars? Jeez, Lou! Wow, three million dollars. The Stacey Abrams walking trail is, is considerably less money because <laughs> Stacey Abrams doesn't do a lot of walking, as I understand it. But you know, whatever. She could be one of those expansive people that was uh, mentioned in the bill. Uh, so lots of money there. Uh, Jeff Katz on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. So look, um, you and I. We're going to be able to commiserate here because we had something very similar happen in Memphis, Tennessee, where the mayor and the city council desecrated the grave of a Confederate war general, Nathan Bedford Forrest, dug his body up. And I predicted this was going to happen years ago, and nobody believed me. But sure enough, they dug up the dead body, and now the same thing has happened in Richmond, Virginia, with Confederate General A.P. Hill. Absolutely. Our mayor in the city of Richmond is a colossal failure on all issues related to actually being the mayor, such as public safety, fire, uh, schools, removing snow, fixing potholes. And to distract from that, he went on this... uh, campaign, I guess is the nicest way to describe it, of ripping down the monuments we used to have along Monument Avenue. And the latest uh, was the removal of the A.P. Hill Monument and disinterring, desecrating the grave of A.P. Hill. And it was... Todd, whether you you liked A.P. Hill or you didn't like A.P. Hill or you had no opinion on A.P. Hill, when you watch the manner in which these workers conducted themselves, mocking and, and demeaning, it was wrong on every level, and it, it's not over yet. So and so, I understand some of the family members were there, and they got you know rightfully angry at the way this all went down. I mean, it seems to me that your mayor is a a, a grave robber and he's a grave desecrator. Uh, th- this is just appalling. I mean, what are people saying there in Richmond? People here are outraged, and I'm very happy to say it's it's not a political issue, so to speak. Right? It's not Democrats on one side, Republicans on another. Decent people who have family members that have passed away. They understand what a, what a grave is supposed to be. They understand respect and reverence for those who have passed. And everybody is disgusted by this with the exception of a handful of these uber left wing America hating activists, which sadly includes the mayor and uh, seems to include the contractors who are working on this job, who, by the way, are very friendly with the mayor. So do we know where the body's going? Are they just giving it the heave-ho, or is there some other place located where he's going to be able to rest in peace? Yes. The the AP Hill Monument, along with all of the other monuments, is being turned over to the Black History Museum uh, for absolutely no logical reason that anybody can figure out, the, uh, the African-American uh, History Museum. And AP Hill's body is going to be in a cemetery up in Culpeper, Virginia, which is uh, near family. This is just disgusting to me. That, yeah. and, and we saw this play out in Memphis, and uh, at the time, the mayor tried to rebuke me on national television. I said the mayor should have been dragged out of City Hall in handcuffs because he desecrated a grave. Yeah. But beyond that, uh, they ended up selling these parks. They, they had to do a workaround uh, because there was state law that actually governed uh, these um, 
these monuments and statues on public property. And so the city council in the dark of night ended up selling this prime real estate, these beautiful downtown parks, for a couple of thousand bucks. I mean, they were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they sold them to this private entity that just popped up, and uh, and then they, they took down all the statues in the dark of night, and then they dug up the poor guys, and, and not only uh, Bedford Forest, but Mrs. Bedford Forest. Oh. Uh, it sounds like our mayor took uh, a page from your mayor's playbook. And Democrats here in Virginia, when they were in control of the governor's office, as well as our state legislature, the House of Delegates and the state Senate, they passed new rules which gave control of Confederate monuments to the to the towns, to the counties, to the cities. They had always been subject to state rules. And they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that... Uh, Places like Richmond and Newport News and Norfolk would 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 tear down these statues. And there was one state owned statue left that was of Robert E. Lee. And it was at Robert E. Lee Circle here in Richmond. And the the governor, uh, a a despicable, despicable human being, Ralph Northam, uh, said, yep, let's let's tear that down as well. And, And that has been removed. So in Richmond, Virginia, which at one point was the capital of the Confederacy, which had Monument Avenue named for all of these beautiful monuments. There's not a single solitary monument left except for the statue of Arthur Ashe, the tennis player who uh, was born in Richmond, Virginia. Is that right? Yep. That's oh it. my gosh, that's it's it's sad because I mean that I've been in Richmond, I haven't been there since they took down all the statues, but I remember driving down and thinking how beautiful uh, that was. You may not agree with the history of, or what the people did, but it was a beautiful um, collection of monuments there. You know, Todd, we in Richmond, uh, well, I teamed up in many ways with uh, with the former governor Doug Wilder, who is a Democrat happens to be uh, a black man, and, and he is a great friend and a great friend to my show. We agreed on air, listen, we don't tear monuments down. Let's let's discuss them. Let's, let's have a low-powered radio station uh, in that area. Let's have an app on your phone so that you can actually discuss who these people are, or were rather, why they're on these monuments, why they're facing in the directions they're facing. That had significance. And, and, and have a discussion. I actually proposed adding some additional monuments. Uh, I thought putting up uh, Pocahontas in, in a monument form would have been wonderful. I actually thought, and I suggested to Governor Wilder, that there should be a statue of him. And, and he rightly corrected me and said, Jeff, Statues don't go up until people are dead, and I'm in no rush to have a statue. Thank you very much. Uh, but but it, it was about education. Every time that somebody came to visit me here, we would drive down Monument Avenue. We'd have meaningful discussions. We'd go to all sorts of museums. And now it's it's just all gone, man. And and ultimately, and, and I wrote this in the book, and people – Really, they mocked me for this, but everything I write is true, and it eventually comes true, uh, that uh, we're going to be in a situation where anything that was done by a white guy is going to be turned to rubble. And that's it. By the way, that's exactly what the Taliban used to do. When they would invade a nation, they would immediately target the culture of that nation and turn it into rubble. So uh, it's it's sad to to see that happening there. But grave desecration, that's, that's appalling. 
it is appalling and it, it it's just shameful on every level. I wish I had uh, more colorful language, more exciting language, but it's just it's shameful. This is not how you treat uh, anyone, uh, and you certainly don't treat somebody's family members this way. And then the mocking and the and the insults as they were doing it just just inexcusable. Hey, hey Jeff, I want to bring in a a caller. Uh, we have sure. Bill from Statesville, North Carolina, uh, WSIC our affiliate there. He wants to weigh in on this. Bill, you're on the air with Jeff Katz. Oh, hi, hi, Jeff. Yeah, I originally grew up in the county in Petersburg, and actually, I went to school there and grew up like three miles from General A. P. Hill was shot and killed at the end of the war there in 1865. But anyhow, you know, you're right. That was his grave, and the statue on top was the monument, was his tombstone, and they did it anyway. But going back to Monument Avenue, and you probably know this, Monument Avenue is a National Historic District, and when they put the application in, you can go online and read it. Those monuments that they took down were critical to the approval of that being because they gave the essence of the district. They were part of the aesthetics that you have in those laws when things get designated as NHPs. So when they took them all down, basically they violated the, the law that established the historic district. And everybody, I guess, there now can paint their, their front porch purple because all the rules against you know the historic district being violated, I guess they're moot. You know, you raise a great point, and Todd, this gentleman is so correct. Uh, they have essentially destroyed that historic district. They have taken countless millions of dollars of value of the homes and the buildings along Monument Avenue away. Uh, if they're going to be honest, they're going to have to lower those tax bills on those buildings because so they're not worth nearly what they were when the monuments were there. And they've they've given up now the city, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars in in uh, tourism dollars uh, because nobody's coming to see the monuments anymore. It's it's just a loss any way you slice it. All That's right. correct, because Richmond was called the City of Monuments. That's right. Yeah, unbelievable. Bill, appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, we're uh, we're up against a hard break here. Uh, thanks for the update. What a, what a terrible thing that's happened. I'm not sure there's much we can do about it, though. Um, you know, we can just keep fighting and uh, keep letting people know. Uh, but I want to wish you and uh, the entire family a, a very Merry Christmas. Happy holiday to you. Thank you. A Merry Christmas to you and uh, everyone there at uh, the Todd Starn Show. We love you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great Jeff Katz uh, over at WRVA. They haven't torn Jeff down yet. We're glad We're glad you're still there. Maybe we put up a Jeff Katz statue. That's what we need to do. Oh, we got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, so just to back up what uh, Jeff was saying, Jeff Kantz, back in 2017, the Memphis City Council, along with the mayor, voted unanimously to sell two parks. These are massive parks. One of them was, I believe, uh, overlooking the Mississippi River. So you can imagine how much that property was valued at. I seem to recall... A million or something dollars was just crazy. I mean, it's a crazy amount of money because the land is just so plentiful because it's a park. Uh, one of the parks had uh, Confederate President Jefferson Davis uh, there, the other Nathan Bedford Forrest. Well, there was a law uh, in place by the state of Tennessee that said you could not remove statues or monuments that were on public property. And so the city council voted to sell the two parks to a newly created 
private entity that happened to be run, I believe, at the time by a former county commissioner. There's so much there is so much grift here, folks, it's unbelievable. So get this. The parks were sold for a thousand dollars a piece. Not at market value, a thousand dollars a piece. So they sold the parks and as soon as they as soon as they they hit the gavel and said this passes they had trucks backed up police out in force surrounding the parks as they tore down the confederate statues i mean these people are just as bad as the jihadist over in the middle east they're turning our history our culture to rubble just unbelievable so my question is, I mean, you know, you've got this, and now they're renaming all the streets. Uh, they wanted to rename, you know, Poplar Avenue. That's our big road here. Uh, they wanted to rename that Black Lives Matter Boulevard. You know, that's what they're going to name Confederate Avenue in, in Richmond. You know that's going to happen. So I, I just look, I get it. That they've got the majority. They control everything. We have no say. Okay, I get that, but at least be honest with us. And just say, hey, look, you know what? Um, any building, any street, any monument named after a white guy, we're going to take down because we're going to punish you because of the color of your skin. I wish they would just be honest and at least acknowledge that's why they're doing it. But they're cowards. They, they, they just won't do that. So anyway, but again, how would you like it if that had been your relative and they had desecrated your relative's grave? What if one day they decide, oh, you know what, uh, your your great aunt so-and-so actually dressed up in blackface for Halloween, and uh, yeah, we know it was back in the 1920s, but um, that means she has to be, she can't, she can't rest in peace here anymore. <laughs> You're just going to, what are you going to, dig up poor great aunt Sally? <laughs> That's terrible. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Congressman David Kostoff coming up. Also, Congressman Andy Biggs on the way. Stick around, everybody. Uh, good to have you with us, folks. Uh, David Kostoff coming up in just a few minutes here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. want to share this story with you uh, from the Marine Corps. So um, when you think about drill instructors, I mean, you really think about, like, pretty much indestructible people, right? And, I mean, they are known for, you know, their salty language, their ferocity, tough old birds, those uh, drill instructors, but apparently these modern the modern day version of drill instructors they've become very sensitive and dare I say a little bit woke because apparently some drill instructors have become triggered when recruits refer to them as sir yes sir or ma'am yes ma'am. So anyway, the um, the Marine Corps commissioned a study done by the. Um, University of Pittsburgh. And this study determined that the Marine Corps needs to de-emphasize gender. Apparently, the Army, Navy, and Coast Guard have already done this. So now they're telling the recruits that instead of saying, sir, yes, sir, or ma'am, no, ma'am, 
to their drill instructors, they have to use the drill instructor's rank or role followed by their last name. Are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. Quote, gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about or visually search for a drill instructor's gender first before their rank or role. So the whole point of all of this is they want the recruits to to not worry about whether or not the, the drill instructor is a male or female. Now, the Marine Corps has yet to make a decision on this. It's shocking, maybe it shouldn't be shocking, that other branches of the military have made have already made the change. But folks, this is this is what happens when you allow the Democrats to turn the greatest fighting force on the planet into some sort of a social engineering laboratory. And it started during the Obama administration. It's only getting worse. Now, here's my take on it, and it's a pretty simple take. We need our military to be focused on breaking things, blowing up things, and killing the enemy. We don't need them to be focused on whether or not their drill instructor wears a skirt. Now, I know we have a lot of military personnel that listen to this radio program. I'm curious to know if this is really a big issue now in the military, this idea of going to a genderless military. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, Disney's in trouble. Oh, this is a great story. I, You know... You can't help but love stories like this. So the latest, um, uh, what is it? It's Is it the sequel or the prequel to Avatar? So this Avatar 2 is out, and apparently it's not going well. As a matter of fact, uh, indigenous groups and Native American groups are calling for a boycott. They say that the director of Avatar 2 has actually culturally appropriated and they are calling for a full boycott. They say Avatar 2 is a racist film. Well, I hate to break it to you folks, but Avatar 2, they're made up. They're, they're, it's, they're, it's not real. This is a make-believe world. It's not like they've got Native Americans. It's not like they had the Indians and the indigenous people out there. No, this is a make-believe world. Now, when I first read this, Grace Baker, I'm again. I, I saw the first Avatar, and I'm like, okay, okay. I guess it was okay. It wasn't like wow. The first Avatar, it was like a cultural revolution. I remember people in high school were like, I've seen the movie twenty times. I think I watched it one time. Nobody called it a racist film back then. No, well, a lot's changed over the past. Everyone just said it was a visual spectacle, and it's so beautiful, the prettiest movie they've ever seen. And they, these blue people basically all right but not smurfs well and you see that's the thing i thought when i first saw this headline i thought oh my gosh the smurfs feel like they've been culturally appropriated fair enough fair enough that's what i thought you know well smurfette and papa smurf and horny smurf and whatever smurfs i don't know they've been around a long time yeah so anyway i had no idea so disney now is in a conundrum because they don't know what to do yeah, they can't please everybody, clearly. Well, it couldn't happen to a better bunch of woke folks. Ain't that the truth. So anyway, good Have luck. Have fun. Yeah, you know what? That's, exa- that's exactly right. Have fun with that. 
All right, 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. You know, the polls, and we've been paying attention to the polls, but we really don't believe the polls, but we watch them, showing a very tight race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. They're, they're saying it could be the biggest political battle ever. Uh, and Newsmax wants to know what you think. They're conducting a big poll. They want to know, should President Trump run again, or is DeSantis the better candidate? You can vote right now in the Newsmax poll. All you have to do is text the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747, and let your voice be heard. Be sure to vote again in the Newsmax poll on whether Trump should run again by texting the word SKIP to 39747. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to have you with us today. There is a new wrinkle in the fight to be the next Speaker of the House. It turns out that um, there are some quiet movements being made that could indicate Steve Scalise, the congressman from Louisiana, could be the uh, the next pick. So if Kevin McCarthy struggles to nail down the votes, and our numbers are 30. So our, we understand that at least 30 Republicans say they will not be voting for uh, Kevin McCarthy. Then the number two pick could be Steve Scalise. Uh, this is from Politico. Um, sources saying, Steve, just be ready. That's according to one member currently backing McCarthy, who spoke to um, Politico late last night. Scalise was uncontested in his bid for majority leader in the new Congress, and he could be a good consensus candidate if things don't go well for uh, for McCarthy. And as near as we can tell, the five are still standing their ground. The conservatives have put Scalise in a tough spot, reading from Politico. Uh, he and his camp are acutely aware they can't be seen as agitating against McCarthy or even taking meetings to discuss the matter. There's a general consensus if McCarthy falters, anyone with fingerprints on the knife would alienate the GOP conference and spin their own um, possible ascent, or upend, rather, their own possible ascent. Lawmakers also want to be sure there's a plan B in case the speakership drama turns the GOP House takeover into total chaos. Well, I don't think that's going to happen here, folks. But Scalise would be a good pick. I mean, if, if in fact, that's, that's where they're going to go with this. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line? Honored to have with us my congressman, Congressman David Kustoff. Uh, congressman, I hope you're doing well. Happy Hanukkah to you. Well, Todd, thank you very much, and thanks to everybody listening across the country. If we, uh, as, uh, we try to prevent Washington from uh, spending down a giant spiral congressman, uh, over, the, over the next day or day and a half. Congressman, this is just appalling, and our listeners are enraged. Uh, they feel betrayed by Senate Republicans. 
And as near as we can tell, uh, it looks as though they're going to be preventing you or they want to prevent you guys in the House from doing anything to control spending down the road. Yeah, I think that's right, Todd. If I, if I can set the stage just for a moment, I, w- I want to go back in time just a few months because you, this these spending bills, and instead of one big, giant spending bill, it should be 12 different bills, they should have been done before October the 1st. And now remember, the, the Democrats at that point in time controlled the White House, the United States Senate, and the United States House. So there is no reason that they couldn't have begun negotiations and try to work with Republicans in good faith to try to get it done on time. They didn't. They bloated these big spending bills. They bloated them up. And uh, and would, b- b- as we were voting on these in the, in the um, summer and in the fall before it got done, they took out the Hyde Amendment, which, as you and the listeners know, are the protections – that meant that taxpayer money would not be spent for, for abortions. Uh, and, and they had been in every spending bill going back, I think, to 1976, named after former Congressman Henry Hyde. So when they couldn't get a deal done before October the 1st, they kept kicking the, tech, the can down the road. And now, of course, the government funding expires on, on Friday unless something is, unless something's done. But, but something's changed, and that is that back in November, we had a national election. We had a referendum on who should, who should run the House of Representatives, and guess what? Republicans won. And so my point in all that is is that here we are. We're, today's December the 21st. Republicans take control of the House of Representatives on January 3rd. That's less than two weeks away. Let's wait. Let's wait until after January 3rd. Until Republicans are in charge, we, we fulfill the, the will of the, of the public, and let's let House Republicans at the table so that we can negotiate and, 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 and draw down this giant spending. Have, have you heard any conversations, any explanation from Republican leadership in the Senate as to why they have to do this now and they will not wait like you've recommended? No, but I've got a theory. <laughs> this is my This is my theory is that you have the two leading appropriators, both Republicans, uh, Republican and Democrat, Senator Leahy and Senator Shelby, who are both retiring. And this is, a, this is kind of a legacy gift wrap package to them, uh, that, they, that they got their deal done, they're master negotiators and master appropriators. And I, I think from their perspective, that's why they're doing it. That's why the that's why the United States Senate is drafting all this and and leading it first. But in these negotiations, what what I understand, and I'm not on the House Appropriations Committee. I'm on the Ways and Means Committee. The Republican House appropriators have not been at the table to negotiate this deal. And again. The things change after January 3rd because that's when Republicans are in control, and that's when I think the American people, if, if we could postpone it that long, get a get a much better product. Is there any way that could happen? Is there anything you guys can do, even though you're in the minority now uh, within the House, to slow this thing down? So, Todd, from what I understand, the United States Senate will vote 
they may vote today, they may vote tomorrow, they may vote Friday, and they'll, they'll pass it. And so that the margins in the House of Representatives are are very thin. But, but here's the bottom line. If every Democrat in the House votes for it and every Republican in the House votes against it, we we still lose because we're we're down by by just a few votes. Uh, I I know that that our that Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and others are working to uh, convince any and all House Republicans that they should not vote for it. Uh, I suspect that Pelosi is doing the same, but uh, but in the end, we'll just have to see. By the time the Senate passes it and, it and it comes over here and what it's all loaded up with. And, and if I can, Todd, one more thing for your, for your listeners. Um, this bill is, I believe, 4,155 4, pages long. And, Todd, uh, most of us didn't see it till after midnight last night, which means I think that every single United States senator – or just about every United States senator, if they vote on it, they haven't been able to read it. I mean, you, yeah. you think about could, could you could you read that? Could anybody read that in, in a day or two? No, and that's th- this is what is is so aggravating, and it, it, it stunts like this lose us elections down the, the road, and and that's you know we're it, we need to have an intervention or something here because the American people you know they see some of the uh, the, the 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 earmarks this pork barrel spending I mean the Michelle Obama trail and the sixty five million dollars for reproduction or the uh, you know to uh, procreate salmon I mean this is just ludicrous stuff. Tough, Congressman. Absolutely, the uh, the Equity Institute in Rhode Island, whatever whatever that is. I mean, it's just it's it's loaded up with a with a lot of garbage. And the thing is, I mean, there are a lot of people listening who they they run small businesses, they read they run medium sized businesses, what have you. Nobody nobody would run a, a business the way the federal government runs this government, and and. Why? What is the harm at this point? I mean, here we are. We're December the twenty-first. What's the harm? And let, let's—if they're going to kick the can down the road, we kick the can down the road to December the twenty-third. Let's just go ahead and wait till after January third. Let's do it where we're Republicans, House Republicans. By then, will be the majority uh, party in the House, where uh, where we can negotiate, where we can advocate for our priorities and, uh, and and actually execute the will of the American people as they decided on November the 8th. And, and I can say as the owner of a radio station uh, how aggravating it is that my tax dollars are being used to fund NPR, my radio competition down the street. I, I never have understood that, uh, Congressman. So any chance yeah. you get a ch- to defund those guys, have at it. Well, I, I tell you, there, the vast majority of House Republicans. I, I don't know that I don't know that every House Republican, frankly, will vote against it, but we're not happy about it. Now, we're not happy about it because of the way uh, the spending is, is absolutely bloated up. And you think about all the new money that Biden has pushed through over these last two years. Brand new federal spending, the American Rescue Plan, this uh, dumpster uh, Fire that he called the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. That is brand new federal dollars that 
we weren't spending in prior years. So uh, besides besides the absolute waste, the inflationary effect that it has on our economy to keep printing all these brand new dollars and, and flush it out of the economy, it's just wrong. And ultimately, it, yeah. it hurts people and it, and it and it puts the debt farther on the backs of our children and our grandchildren who are going to have to deal with this years down the road. Well, Congressman, we, fact we, it passes. We, we've got to leave it there. Uh, you also have an incredible column up. And, uh, folks, we have a link to that column. It's on Fox Business, Biden's weaponized IRS coming for your Venmo account. So you need to read that. But, Congressman, there uh, the computer is going to cut us off here shortly uh, as we go to break. But I just want to wish you and, and your family a happy holiday, happy Hanukkah to you, and uh, and God bless you, and thanks for standing up for the American taxpayers. Thank you, Todd. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Happy holidays. All right. Good man right there, ladies and gentlemen, Congressman David Kustoff. Uh, stick around. We've got Congressman Andy Biggs coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Grace Baker, my text messages are blowing up. They're like, Starnes, Starnes, we're, we're getting ready for the storm. Yeah, I heard that Kroger uh, here in Memphis is an absolute madhouse with the bread and milk. Situation. So I did a drive-by last night. I was going to run and get. I was going to get some stuff. Okay, bad choice of that words. That sounds terrible. Okay. So I was driving by. There were there was not a single parking spot in my Kroger in Germantown. See, not a one. Mid Southerners do not know how to deal with any kind of winter weather, and then couple that with Christmas shopping, and you know. People are procrastinating. It's insane. And people, people can't find bread or milk. No. I mean, if you were trying to bake a cake this weekend, you might be out of luck. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to have to use... I'm going to have to use the chocolate milk on my cereal in the morning. That's how bad it is, which I guess is really not all that bad. I was going to say, that's not it. bad. I was watching a movie and they put orange juice in it. And I was like, Okay, eh. you're not going to do that. That's disgusting. That's this is disgusting. a crime against humanity. Yeah, that just crossed the line. We can't be doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's why, a lunch hour. Why do people always get the, it's the bread and the milk and the eggs? I guess they just think if you've got those ingredients, you can make a lot of different things. The power is going to be out anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Well, especially with the eggs and stuff. Like right. you got to keep milk and everything cold. I mean, the bread, fine. But, you know, the rest of it, I don't really understand. All right. Well, I, yeah, they, they said, where, where can we get bread and milk? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't help you. And I <laughs> want to tell them that I'm searching for the same thing. Yeah, that's you know, fair. I hate, you don't want to give away your secrets. It's every man for himself it is. in the snowpocalypse. It's very true. And we're going to get, what, a quarter inch of snow? Is <laughs> oh, if that. I heard if a that. very light dusting is what I heard. Oh, for Somebody, crap. one of the meteorologists here had like a bread and milk meter And it was like, if you're at a five, you better go get some bread and milk. He put it at a one. He's like, don't worry about it. We're yeah. going to be fine. Chill out. Just go park yourself in the Whataburger drive-thru. Exactly. By the way, have you noticed I was driving... Um, I, I was driving by the the all new Whataburger, which is like a big deal in Memphis apparently. Uh, so we got the Whataburger, and uh, the lines are still. There is a traffic jam 
Oh, no. On the roadway because, you know, of the drive-through. Oh. It's unbelievable. That's it's ridiculous. Like, I'm waiting until it chills out and then I'll go. It's like Chick-fil-A during rush hour here. Yeah, you know, exactly. Where the, 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 I don't know. It is what it is. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I tried to provide update. wisdom ahead All of right. winter storms. Any of our Memphis or Mid-South area listeners, if you uh, happen to be listening, uh, give us a call. Let us know where we can get milk. I may have to go to the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yeah, the good old Piggly Wiggly. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Maybe Walgreens. Okay, I'm not buying milk at Walgreens. I'm just saying they probably have it, and like people don't think to go there. All right, give us a call, 844-747-8860. I mean, what do you need to survive a winter storm of a quarter inch of snow or a dusting? 844-747-8868. I know the people of Minnesota are laughing at us. It's and it's well deserved. Uh, let's go to the phones here. AJ in Georgia wants to weigh in on this situation in Washington. Hi, AJ. What's on your mind? Well, hey, Todd. Uh, longtime listener. I only tried calling a couple times. Got through once. Uh, yeah, I was listening to you on the radio all the time, and I was they were talking about this Mitch McConnell. Uh, and I, I told, I guess it was Grace that answers. I told her, I said I used to be a a Democrat, and my dad was a yellow dog Democrat, and I used to listen to him complain 24-7 after he voted for some of these people. And so I decided to become a conservative. Now I'm not sure which way to turn uh, with as useless as they're becoming. Uh, Mitch McConnell, I guess what, his nickname was uh, uh, the turtle? I guess it ought to be called the weasel now, but I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to touch base. We're here in Georgia, so we know we can't call our senators and get anything out of them. That's a fair uh, point, but that is a good point. He he does need a new nickname. I like Weasel. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, we tried to get Herschel Walker, and I love Herschel, but I know he wasn't the world's best candidate, but I give up on the people in America. I've been around a long, long time, went through you know of the war and a bunch of other, and I'm like, I just don't know what to do anymore, you know, and I'm like, but I do know that you can still get milk at the Dollar General here in uh, in in, uh, in Georgia. So. Oh, Dollar General, Grace, write that down. Yeah. We we'll yeah, scope out the good. Too. The milk is actually pretty good too. So. Oh, that's. Do you guys do this at Mayfield? Is that the milk of choice down in your neck of the woods? Well, well, Mayfield, the, the, the dairy. Uh, they used to have a dairy here in a little town called Brazelton, not too far from where we were at, and they, we used to go there and take the kids to the take you in the back to look around and they'd show you a tour and they'd have free ice cream and souvenirs. They closed that down and I'm not exactly oh. sure what happened. They they moved all the cows out and everything, the buildings and everything's still there, but that was a shame because we used to buy that all the time, but now I guess we're stuck with uh, Dollar General and uh, Chinese stuff. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I just, I you know, I'm just at a loss anymore, sure. you know, I don't I, I'm about ready to, you know, cash in my chip. So I, I'm not going to be around too long. I'm just worried about, like everybody else, about my kids and my grandkids. And I got my granddaughters up at the military base with her husband. Uh, they graduated college there not too long ago. And uh, they're snowed in. And, uh, man, it's going to be a nightmare up there, it looks like, for her, you know. You know, A.J., it. I think yeah. the issue for me is – that I grew up in a time when when a man gave you his word, that was it. I mean, that was the bond. You know, you shake hands and you say, "I'm going to do this." Um, th- we just don't have lawmakers like that. And I I just want somebody 
from Senate leadership to come out and explain to me why we have to spend $65 billion to teach salmon how to procreate. I, I want somebody to explain that to me. Why Why should that matter to me? Why should my money be going to build a Michelle Obama walking trail in the state of Georgia? Exactly, yeah. And the uh, I like the shrimp running on a treadmill was a good one, too. So, Oh, I forgot you know, about I, that, yes. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what we what that achieved. but Jumbo you know, shrimp, uh, yeah, they're I muscular, just, yes. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking of, thinking of all that stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, well, you know our senators here in Georgia, so I still haven't figured out quite why even the uh, black folk vote for some guy who calls himself a reverend, but he's a racist, and he also appears to believe that abortion's okay to, to murder black babies. And I'm like, I don't just don't get it anymore. I was born the, uh, the day, uh, the day uh, a month to the day after they signed the uh, treaty uh, from Japan on the Missouri. So, uh, so I've been through a, a lot of stuff, been around to see everything, but uh, I don't know. I'm about, you know, I'm about ready to cash my chips in. So, hey, you know, I just have to hopefully make sure to get my daughter and granddaughter. They got places to go or what to do before I go. Well, you hang in there and yeah. we got to fight the yeah. good fight. And, uh, you know, it's I'm proud to be a conservative, not proud to be a Republican. Uh, and if that means, you know what, we need a third or fourth party, uh, then, you know, I say give it a shot. But I, I know this, AJ, they're not getting a single penny uh, from me ever again. Uh, th- this we, is we used this to do is what it. we can, and we do like wounded warriors and tunnel to towers and oh, yeah. anything else that, that we got a little extra for. But we're kind of limited on stuff, but we're we're doing okay. Good. The uh, you know, I just was like, you know, and the other thing, I'm glad that they voted for you know the respect for marriage act. Yeah, that's going to work out really well for the Christians <laughs> right. and the conservatives. Oh, I'm surprised there's not a knock on my door every day. I'm just waiting for the FBI to drag me out of here. AJ, we got to run. Uh, God bless you, sir. You hang in there and don't get discouraged. That's the whole point of this radio program. You know, call in. We're sort of like free therapy. We'll work. We'll talk it through. See what we can do. Let's go to Patty in North Carolina, WSIC. Patty, are you fired up? Oh, you bet you're, oh, man. Baptist behind. I'm telling you, I called Tillis again, and I agree with the guy from, from before from Moorhead City in North Carolina. They are not answering their phone because they know they're wrong. They sure do. And that's just cowardice right there, Patty. Flat-out cowardice. I mean, you, you, I voted for him. He should, they should, I don't care if he, he don't have to answer the phone. Somebody answer the phone, right, Todd? That's it, Patty. And you know they've got people there. It's not like the senators have no staff. They have plenty of staff. They probably have, they probably have me on, uh, they probably see my number. That's, they, they, they know who you are, Patty. They've got the facial <laughs> recognition. They've got the facial are recognition. They have me on, they know, oh, my God, here's the wacko from Iredell County. Okay. Anyway, can I say something, too? I want to ask you a question. Sure. I said to Grace, I said, listen, what, Zelensky arrives at the White House, okay? And it's just him. It's not, he's not with his wife or anything. And Jill and Jill and Joe's out there, uh, Jack and Jill. <laughs> but uh, both of them are out there, and he comes. I mean, 
What? Where are we getting this money from? I mean, I said to Grace, what is it, Monopoly money? Where are we getting billions of dollars from? Yeah, Patty, they're getting it from your bank account. I mean, that's, they're sending our tax dollars over. Well, they're squandering they, 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 it. Well, it's a pretty sore bank account, okay? So <laughs> I don't think they hit my bank account. Unbelievable, Patty. Hey, but another thing I want to say, I just saw on TV, on uh, Newsmax, uh, McConnell just said uh, he encouraged Mitch Rom- uh, Mitt Romney to run again. <laughs> Willard Mitt Romney? You're telling me that Mitch McConnell just told Romney to run for the White House? Yes, it was on the bottom of Newsmax. Unbelievable. All right, we'll check into that, Patty. Holy cow. All right, um, it's it's gone from weird to just really weirder. 844-747-8868. By the way, Rand Paul getting a little theatrical with us. Uh, take a listen. It was the week before Christmas, and through the Senate and House, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The earmarks were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The senators were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of pork danced in their heads. No budget was found, just mischief and debt, while the taxpayers hung their poor heads and wept. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, senators sprang from their oxygen. What was the matter? Away to the window they flew like a flash, tore open the shutters when they heard the word cash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a 4,000-page omni with endless debt year after year. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now McConnell, now Schumer, now Pelosi and Vixen. On Biden, on Stupid, on Dumber and Blitzen. To debt, to bankruptcy, to free money for all. Now dash away, dash away, more cash for all. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us today, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. And also, just a reminder, we we want you to join us for seven days in Israel. That trip coming up in November of 2023, it is going to be a first-class trip. You're going to be staying at five-star resort hotels. Uh, we're going to be visiting the Holy Land, getting exclusive tours, and we're also getting a private tour of the Knesset. So it's going to be a lot of fun. One of these once-in-a-lifetime moments. It's going to be a great trip. And if you'd like information, give us a call. Grace will get your info, and we'll send that to you, 844-747-8868. That number again, 844-747-8868. So Kevin McCarthy had a mentor back in the day, former Congressman Bill Thomas of California. And Bill Thomas considered Kevin McCarthy his protege. And he is now speaking out in a New Yorker piece about Kevin McCarthy. And you need to hear this. So Congressman Thomas, 81 years old, 
He says, quote, the Kevin McCarthy who is now at this time in the House is not the Kevin McCarthy I worked with. Kevin basically is whatever you want him to be. He lies. He'll change the lie if necessary. How can anyone trust his word? Thomas claims McCarthy never wanted to have talks on policy issues, always eyeing politically beneficial relationships instead. Quote, he's the guy in the college fraternity that everybody liked and winds up selling life insurance, convincing people they need it. This is pretty, this is pretty condemning stuff here, folks. The um, congressman, former congressman, offered a blunt and negative assessment of McCarthy after the Capitol riot. Uh, Thomas, by the way, is not a fan of Donald Trump. And he blasted McCarthy for the relationship with Trump. But there you go. Uh, this is coming from a former congressman who knew him all too well. And I can say this, I have the same concerns. I've seen McCarthy I've seen McCarthy say one thing and then do another. It's all about political expediency. And I got a problem with that. I really do, and we cannot afford to get this wrong. We just can't let that happen. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Oh, uh Jake Tamper weighing in on Kevin McCarthy, cut number seven. The House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, desperately trying to get the number of votes he needs to become the Speaker of the House in the next Congress. He's actually threatening Republican senators, senators saying if they vote for this $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package, that any future legislation they offer will be dead on arrival when it comes to the House. Take a listen to one Republican senator reacting to that. Well, I don't know if I buy the threat, but I find it. Kevin's in a tough spot. Statements like that and statements coming from House Republicans is the very reason that some de- some Senate Republicans feel they probably should spare them from the burden of having to govern. That's. I mean, this is this is the exact irony. The reason that Senate Republicans are coming into this deal with the devil, in their view, is because they look at Kevin McCarthy and his gang of flying monkeys. He's like, they're not going to be able to legislate. All right. There you go. It's it's going to get fascinating over the next couple of weeks here, folks. Hey, coming up, our good friend, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffers, is going to drop by for the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. There is a big debate going on about whether or not churches should hold services on Christmas Day. Christmas, of course, is on Sunday, and a good many churches around the nation are not going to hold services. Uh, the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, J.D. Greer, uh, said, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have service, but he said, I don't want to be the Pharisees of this generation, where I turn it turn it into some kind of a rule that there's never an exception for, as if going to church on Sunday is what some sort of a I don't know, it's a legalism. I don't know what he's trying to say there, but anyway, is there something wrong with the church if they don't hold Sunday services on of all days? Christmas Sunday. We're going to we're going to talk about that with Pastor Jeffress coming up. Your thoughts as well. 844-747-8868 toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stark show. 
Sorry, Zelensky's at the White House. They literally rolled out the red carpet for the guy. So he gets out of the gets out of the SUV, and the guy's wearing his uh, olive olive colored costume. You know the uh, military uh, kind of uh, thing he's got going on. Uh, anyway, uh, Biden grabs his arm, and it really it startles the guy. He probably thought it was Putin or somebody, and. Uh, he gave the president a weird look. So anyway, they're in the White House now, and uh, Zelensky is expected to address a joint session of Congress later tonight. With as much taxpayer money as we're giving those people, they may as well be a state by now. All right. Um, I mentioned this story. Uh, this is out of the uh, New York Slimes. Oh, come all ye faithful, except when Christmas falls on a Sunday. And so now there's this raging debate about whether or not pastors should cancel Sunday services on December 25th. So I figured uh, who better to talk about this story with than our good friend. He is the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Hey, Dr. Jeffress, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Todd. So are you guys doing church on Sunday? You know, I kind of think we should, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I just, what you know, do I know? <laughs> Todd, I told Trace Gallagher last night that for a church to close on christmas sunday that's like a firework stand being closed on the fourth of july i mean (laughs) (laughs) of all the days you ought to be celebrating that ought to be on a christmas day and uh, we're having christmas eve services and then we're having a full service sunday morning and it's going to be great and you know i hear people say oh well we can't have it uh christmas uh, services because christmas is for families it's about families Well, no, it's not about families. It's about the Son of God who came and died and rose again so that we could be a part of God's family. And I tell people all the time, Todd, you know, a latest survey came out this week showed that the maximum most people can stand being with their families is four hours on Christmas Day. And so a great thing to do is break it up and take your family to church and worship God together. It's a great way to spend a Sunday. So the the thrust of this New York Times piece uh, centers around the Summit Church, and uh, this is what J.D. Greer, the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and uh, they have 11 locations. It's kind of like, a, I don't know, a franchise kind of a deal. Uh, and so they have uh, multiple little churches around the area. Um, the church is going to be closed on Christmas Day. I want to read the quote to you from Pastor Greer. He said, Sunday is the Lord's Day. It ought to be a day you spend with the family of Christ. But I don't want, but I don't want to be the Pharisees of this generation where I turn it into some kind of a rule that there's never an exception for. Does that, does that square with you as a, as a pastor? You know, I read in that article, I don't know if it was J.D. or somebody else who said, we need to meet our members where they are. We need to meet people where they are. That's not the job of a leader or a shepherd. A shepherd is not to meet people where they are. It's to lead them where they should be. And when we ask people to come together and worship, that's something the Lord prescribes, not just in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament. And, you know, I just saw on Drudge today, uh, Todd, two interesting stories, uh, how they complemented one another. One said anxiety and mental illness is at an all-time high in America, and church attendance is at an all-time low. Gee, do you think there could be a relationship between the two things? We need a constant reminder at least once a week that there's something and somebody bigger than we are. There's a God 
who loves us and is in control of our lives. It's not being a Pharisee to encourage people to be in church. It's what a pastor's responsibility is. So that's just one more thing I disagree with with J.D. Greer about. Yeah, it's just, uh, and again, it's it's really sad because I, I think when you do things like that, you, you, uh, you, again, abdicate some responsibility that the church has to the culture at large. And um, this is something that would have been unheard of, I would say, 10, 15, even 20 years back. Yeah, it absolutely. I mean, you know, Jesus said Christians are to be salt. We are to be distinctive. We're to be different. We're to make the uh, world more like Christ is instead of making the church more like the world is. And uh, and I think, uh, you know, people say, well, it's just not convenient with all the other things doing on we're doing on Christmas Sunday. Well, it wasn't convenient for the Son of God to leave heaven and come to be born in a feeding trough and crucified. But he did it, even though it wasn't convenient, because he loved us. It's a, that's a that's a fair point you raise, uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, what about you, ladies and gentlemen? Is your church going to be open on Christmas Day? Uh, give us a call eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. You know, uh, Pastor Jeffress, I was reading this uh, beautiful op ed you wrote for Fox News. Christmas isn't just for Christians. Why is that? You know, uh, I had a high school student in Orlando who watches our TV program email me and said, what should I say to my classmates who keep disparaging Christianity and talking about all the evil that's been done in the name of Christianity? And I wrote back to her, and this is the basis for the op-ed. I said, you know, you ought to go ahead and admit, yes, some horrible things have been done in the name of Christ, but many more good things have been throughout history done in the name of Christ. I mean, think about it. Great works of art like the Sistine Chapel, great works of architecture like Notre Dame, the founding of great colleges like Harvard and Yale, uh, the printing press, uh, all of these things, uh, benevolent organizations like the Red Cross and Salvation Army, all of these things were created by followers of that baby born 2,000 years ago in a feeding trough. And uh, I think that's one reason, Todd. Uh, the angel said to the shepherds, the coming of Christ is good news of great joy for all the people. The whole world has benefited from the coming of Christ 2,000 years ago. And of course, the main reason he came was to give us what we needed most, the forgiveness of sins. And that gift is available to everybody, Baptists, Catholics, Muslims, atheists, Jews. It's not just for some people. It's a gift for all people to receive. You know, I I think back to uh, the the time that uh, you guys were trying to figure out where do we put everybody? Uh, the, the church, you know, you guys have been in the same sanctuary for, I mean, generations. And you you guys at the First Baptist Church in Dallas um, really became counterculture in the, in the sense that you decided to stay put. You believe that you guys needed to stay in downtown, unlike many other churches in other cities that have abandoned the downtown for, for the suburbs. And, and I'm curious how that all worked out for you guys. Well, I tell you, my predecessor, Dr. Chris Wool, who was here for 50 years, believed in the downtown church, even when everybody was leaving downtown Dallas back in the 80s. But we stayed here, and uh, you were a part of covering the story when we blew up six blocks of downtown Dallas and started over again with a new campus, a new worship center, and God has just blessed it tremendously. And, uh, you know, I believe the thing that grows the church is not its location, it's not its building, 
but it's whether or not the Word of God is being taught. And God blesses any church anywhere that teaches His Word. People change, polls change, culture changes, but the Word of God never changes. Well said. All right. Well, Dr. Jeffers, we we just appreciate your great leadership, and uh, we hope that you guys have a wonderful service on Easter Sun or Easter Sunday, Christmas Sunday. Well, thanks. And if anybody's church is closed, tune in to firstdallas.org uh, uh, Sunday morning at noon Eastern. Love it. All right. Well, Dr. Jeffers, thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Todd. Thank you for having me. All right, good man right there, and uh, what a great what a great thing uh, that that what a great thing that they're doing at the uh, the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is our toll free telephone number. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We are um, so we are honored to have with us uh, Congressman Dan Bishop. Congressman, thanks for hopping on the program today. Hey, Todd, glad to join you. Uh, wow, Congressman, uh, first of all, thank you, because you have been literally um, exposing all of the pork in this outrageous omnibus. Uh, thus far, what is the most shocking thing that you've discovered? <laughs> well, you know, overall, Todd, you've got to say the bill is an, an absolute monstrosity. The, the one thing that I think comes to my mind at this moment is the fact that it has this provision that prohibits the use of operations funds allocated to the Department of to the uh, Customs and Border Patrol to improve border security. It, it actually it expressly prohibits the money from being being used to improve border security in the United States and yet there are hundreds of millions of dollars that are appropriated to en- enhance the border security of Egypt, Oman, uh, other countries in the Middle East. That is all too typical. And, and, of course, as you know, Todd, Republican senators are the ones who are advancing this bill. It, it is so offensive to me that, that, that the Republicans in the Senate are basically uh, sabotaging the efforts that you guys had in place to stop all of this out-of-control spending, Congressman. Todd, I've only been up here three years. But in the three years that I've been here, what I've witnessed is a relatively small handful of people who are trying to change a status quo that is almost impossible to change. And this is this bill depicts the status quo and how impossible it is to change, I think, better than anything else. But I cannot imagine if I'm an American watching what is happening here and being anything other than in despair. It is outrageous. And, and I'm going to tell you, Todd, uh, I am one of those members who says, whatever it takes, we are going to change the status quo in this place. Uh, America cannot, I don't think America can survive with this kind of oblivious lunacy masquerading as legislation. Congressman Dan Bishop on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line this afternoon. And, Congressman, I mean, your team has been going through and exposing a lot of this in this mass. What is it over? Was 4,155 pages. Has your team made it all the way through to the end of the, the omnibus? So they've made it through on first pass. These guys, you can't imagine. James Hampson's my chief of staff. Allie McCandless, my communications director. Travis Rowland, my legislative director, this small team of people, they have worked 
you cannot imagine what they have done to undertake to get through this and to find these things. And so we're through it once. We're going through it in more detail. And this is hard stuff to find, Todd. So I'm grateful to this this team of excellent young people who are bringing this information to the American people. Uh, you know, they, they've just been marvelous. I, I don't know if this will help, you know, because we're all about helping um helping our fellow americans on this radio program uh during a commercial break we googled um about what it takes to procreate We're talking about salmon and i think we can save 65 million dollars uh, just by sending the google information over for the uh for the republican senators there yeah <laughs> somebody a great response on twitter to the to the 65 million for the salmon is uh, that salmon is the new pork I thought that was a great wow. Night. That's that's uh, that's a know, great way to look at it. Kind of things you just can't believe, but you you know, there's a certain senator from Alaska who will always sell out Republican voters, and um, and you might think that might be related to her. Do you, I mean, that's an interesting word, sellout. Do you think that's what the senators are, are doing? Those twenty-one senators, four thousand earmarks in this bill, uh, for and and I think and and look. There's one super senator of the United States, and that's President Zelensky of Ukraine. $47 billion more for Ukraine, taking the number, the entire appropriations, which I've been voting against them since they did the first $10 billion or whatever. That Over $100 billion the United States has spent on Ukraine, where we have an open border and, and we're suffering an invasion of our own. But, you know, I, it is unbelievable, Todd. I, I, you can look at a million different... And these guys have done a great job assembling this information, but it's just touching the surface. And, and Congressman, the idea from from the lips of Mitch McConnell himself when he said their top priority in the Senate was was Ukraine. I mean, they care more about Ukraine than they do America. That much seems clear, and it is uh, insane. And I have not had one call asking me to support this bill this omnibus not well, one well let me jump and in here I think, congressman we've been asking all of our callers to call those senators and you know the phones are going directly to voicemail they're not even taking the calls from their constituents that's symbolic too isn't it todd it is it is congressman real quick we've got about 30 seconds here uh, do you uh, is is there an opportunity in the Senate to get these these lawmakers to change their mind, or has the uh, is the cornbread already cooked, as they say? I, I think uh, it's I think it's not too late. I mean, theoretically, it, I, I think uh, leadership here in the House ought to go to the mat right now. And I've heard, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy has said uh, he's going to vote no on it, and they shouldn't do it, but. The, <laughs> He isn't going to the mat. And uh, that's, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about, Todd, that has to change. We, we've got to go to the mat for the American people. So we've got to really be committed to change. You're saying McCarthy's not going to the mat. That's what I'm saying. Well, have you declared your your support or whether or not you're going to vote for him as speaker yet? I have not declared that. Are, are you ready to do that now or are you still you want to wait? <laughs> uh, stay tuned. All right. All right. We'll do it. Uh, Congressman, we really appreciate you uh, hopping on, and we've got to take a, a, a hard break here. Uh, but thank you for standing up for the American people and exposing this. Delighted to join you, Tom. All right. Thanks very much. Congressman Dan Bishop, everybody, fighting the good fight for us. And you just heard there, and remember what I told you, 
the mainstream media, even Fox News, they'll tell you only five congressmen are standing opposed to Kevin McCarthy. My sources tell me those numbers are north of 30. And you just heard Dan Bishop, uh, and uh, you can read between the lines of what he said. But this thing is far from over. All right, we got to take a break. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, Congressman James Comer is uh, going to be here to talk about the latest with the investigations lined up for the new Congress. Also, uh, we're um, expecting Congressman Andy Biggs. I think we uh, got some dates crossed. Uh, he's going to be joining us tomorrow on the program, along with our good friend Mary Walter. Uh, let's go real quick to the phones. Sydney on the line from Lancaster, California. Hey, Sydney, what's going on out there on the West Coast? Hey, my friend, how are you? Uh, I'm it's well. sunny, but we're in the 50s right now. Ooh. Um, I guess this is as good time as any to uh, greet you Merry Christmas. But I, I, the reason I called was uh, we were talking about churches closing on Sundays, but it's interesting how, you know, first they, they, they cancel Sunday evening services, then they cancel Wednesday nights, now they're trying to cancel Sunday Christmas service, I think, which is the best day to go to churches uh, on Sunday Christmas, uh, Christmas Sunday to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and worship Him at the same time. So uh, here at Lancaster Baptist Church, we're having a, uh, a Christmas Eve uh, service at 5 on Saturday, and then we have a big service at 1045 on Sunday. Um, like Pastor Jeffers said, if, if you can't go to church, you can join us at our, our website, LancasterBaptist.org. You can also face, uh, find us on Facebook and on YouTube. So oh, yeah. Join us well, Sydney, yes, yes, that's it. we're going to have to leave it there, uh, my friend, uh, because uh, the computer's going to cut us off. But God bless you, and uh, always good to hear from you. And you tell your beautiful family I said hello. Thank you for serving our great nation in the military. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for today's program. Hey, tonight we're going to follow the Zelensky speech to Congress. You'll be able to do that at toddsterns.com. All right, you folks, get out there, stay warm, and be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>